This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 43. Welcome back, everyone, to the Connoisseurs of Sport. This is the Basketball GM, and I am here with the scout. Scout, how you feeling? <laughs> bah humbug. Oh, now the NBA Finals Game 2 just wrapped everybody, so Scout's not in a great mood. But before we jump into uh, the topics for this episode, we do want to uh, say that we offer our condolences to uh, Muhammad Ali's family. Uh, he did just pass away. We know that's a great loss in the sports world. You know, we don't cover boxing here at Connoisseurs, but we did want to mention that before we dived in. Anything you have to say about that, Scout? Um, not really anything new. Um, and for those of us familiar with the history of Muhammad Ali, you know, we know the we can kind of feel the level of of this loss to the sports world, as you said, basketball GM. So, no, not much to say um, specifically on that outside of what you said, which the offer condolences and and really salute a um, an all time great, yeah. um, you know. And if, socially as well as athletically i'll put it that way so yeah ushering in uh athletes and and political causes social causes mm-hmm. all of that now with that said let's dive right in first thing before we get to basketball Mm-hmm. The French Open ended uh, today with a win by Djokovic. This is his 12th Grand Slam, his first French Open. He does have uh, four consecutive Grand Slams now. Right, right. What I mean is he he's the holder of the, the last right. four Grand Slams right now. It's the whole calendar slam. Wait, what's that? He's en route to a calendar slam right, this right. year, right, if he wins the next two uh, Grand Slams. Uh, he can call it a Djokovic slam, like Serena calls hers a Serena slam. You know? <laughs> right. He can do whatever he wants with that. So, so what you're saying is, just to clarify, he's the, the title holder. Of the last four Grand Slams. All, the last four, right. Right, consecutively. So the he last has... name etched on the plaque. Exactly. So he's the holder of all the most recent... Grand Slams, the four most recent ones, and we know there are four different ones. So we have that. I think it's been a while since that's happened, actually. Um, so he's nipping at the heels of Nadal, of of course the great Pete Sampras, of course uh, Federer's out there. Uh, so he has twelve. Nadal and Sampras are at fourteen, and Federer's at seventeen. Right. Of course. Um, let's just start there. Then we'll go to the women. Uh, we called this, you called this, Djokovic is a winner. You know, it's hard to call tennis, but not so hard on the mid-side. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Well, mm-hmm. well, it can be tough on the Terabatu. Yes. Sometimes. Um, 
you know, especially with the weather, I think this year was, was odd. Yeah, it was really cold, windy. Right. It's the, you know, slowed the ball down, which helped Andy Murray on the men's mm-hmm. side, uh, even though he has been playing well anyway. Um, right. Not so much recently against Djokovic, though. Right. So in this match, he, you know, they came out and, and Murray had, you know, took the first set, um, 6 3. Yeah. yeah. Um, isolating the set and looked like he was in for a big day. And then Djokovic said, no, no. <laughs> um, turning it around immediately with 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 a six one win in the second set, and then the rest is history. So we went one two and four, and, yeah. and, and showed um, Mr. Andy Murray the door. Yes, uh, quickly after that first set. So uh, you know, again, uh, men's final heavy hitting. Um, what was interesting to me was um, how Djokovic was pressuring him via the drop shot. Yeah, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully. Right, right. Yeah. But he wanted him off of that baseline. He didn't want him sitting back there. He just wanted to move him, I think. So even though he had mixed a mixed bag with respect to results, I think the idea of it was to threaten in that way. Yeah, and, and keep Andy Murray honest. Um, also, uh, just thinking about them playing, you know, Andy Murray is kind of like Djokovic, um, except... Here's the problem. He's not as offensive as he should be. See, this is, uh-huh. to me, this is the major difference. Djokovic knows when to be offensive. He'll play the defense, but he really knows when to pull the trigger. And to me, Andy Murray still hasn't quite figured it out. You see it every now and then you go, well, there it is. Like and the he, first set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then it disappears. It's baffling to me. I don't understand it. Obviously, no one can get through to him on this. I don't know what's going on. He can yell at his box all he wants, but I, you know, I just wish that he would pull the trigger more. I think that would help him. You know, uh, he has beaten Djokovic before in in Grand Slam Finals 2012-2013, uh, um, but not since then. Uh, so, you know, for him, he's going to have to figure this out because Djokovic is way ahead of everybody now, um, especially yeah. with the decline of Federer and Nadal. And he's 29. You know, at this age, it's hard to win. Uh, and so is Andy Murray, though. <laughs> well, I think, right, with Murray, um, it, it comes down to a Are focus. you yawning on this podcast? I'm just no. boring you, Scout. <laughs> is, did, did, that come, did that come through? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm calling Look, you on it. Sorry, it's the ahead. NBA Finals game. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the thing I'll say about Murray, and you mentioned that we're talking all-time greats, right, with Nadal and, and – the people you mentioned. Federer, San Francisco. Right. There is a, a mental edge that they have that Murray does not have. I think even to the point where we discuss his aggressiveness and how inconsistent he is, Yeah. even with his style of play, with taking chances, when and when not to, it, it's got to be a focused thing there too, and he's just not mentally on their level. Or maybe maybe it's just a trust issue. I, you know, I don't Same know. Thing to me. I mean, he has the game. I don't get it. Um, so, there but we go. But we know he, he is subject to emotional swings. I, I said yelling at his box. I'm right. sitting in his box. You ain't gonna yell at me like that. Right, he had um, a moment in the match where he what, he yelled at the crowd, right? It's just, he yeah. focuses on everything but 
right. the point sometimes, I think. And mm-hmm. that may, when you're playing at this level in a final where you're going to see one of these three guys or, or really, a, really a great tennis player, let's, you know, call it what it is in a final, you cannot afford to do that. So, yeah. Uh, now for the women's side, Serena was upset by Garbina Mugarufa. Yep. Uh, who's a Venezuelan Spanish woman. Uh, I think she's 22. So this was the time people were like, oh, is she going to come to the fore? Is she going to mm. come into her own and start winning? Well, I guess yes is the answer. She, <laughs> does, she does have the game to beat Serena Williams. She's strong off of the ground. She has a strong first serve. She returns well enough. She moves well enough. All of that stuff. And she's tall enough. See, all of these things come into play here. And the thing about Serena, Serena's now, uh, what, almost 35? 34 years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah, almost 35. So the thing for Serena is, uh, my question is, is she always going to be able to be on when she's facing uh, these opponents, specifically in the finals, when they're just raring, you know, chomping at the bit? Mm-hmm. I, it's just difficult, I think. And it's actually uh, impressive for her to just get to all of these finals, whether she wins or loses. Um, so that's the thing moving forward for me when it comes to Serena because Mukarutha, uh, if she's playing well as she did uh, yesterday, she can beat Serena's B plus game mm-hmm. or A minus game if she's at her A game. Serena, I think, would have to play her best uh, to beat her, especially on clay. Right, and we, Serena was struggling with the conditions quite a bit. Yeah, um, as well, and-, and that was really for the whole second week. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, hey, look, Luka Roots is quite a player. I mean, oh yeah, she I, I'm not shocked that she beat her. I no mean, shock. Now remember, at, at Wimbledon, right? She lost to Serena in the final there last year, I believe. Right? That's right. Um, two straight quarterfinals at the French before the breakthrough this year with the obvious um, um championship. Yeah, and I believe actually she beat Serena before at the French. Oh, did she? Okay, I did. I was not aware of that. Um, I, I think maybe had a semifinal finish, or no, third round Australian. I think she lost to Serena this year. So th- th- she's been really kind of at that point where you're looking for the breakthrough, and I think we've gotten it. And I think she has the game, health permitting, to really make noise within that top three. I think she's what she's what fourth on tour now, rated ranked or something like fourth. I yeah. think she's really. Able she to was seated beat, fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's able to beat anyone. She's ranked third, I'm sorry, but seated fourth. But mm-hmm. she's able to beat anyone on any given day, I believe. And we'll see if this result translates to the other surfaces. That's the question. And, you know, right. this quick turnaround going into Wimbledon, plus they have the Olympics coming up. Who knows what's yeah. going on there? Uh, so, you know. Interesting player. I like her a lot. I really oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this is no surprise at all. Um, well, it's sort of a surprise, somewhat a surprise uh, for Serena to lose there. Oh, you pick okay. Serena until you, she loses. I mean, you can't... Exactly. Yeah, the, you're not going to go in and say, yeah, she's going to lose. Yeah, I mean, you can't predict that, really. Absolutely. Please. I'll yeah. be predicting her as a winner until she uh, retires. Yeah. You'll hear it again, folks, in two weeks. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah, and you know, this women... <laughs> and, you're right. And the women's side is just there is no real challenger, consistent challenger to Serena. That's what we're waiting for. A consistent threat. Someone right. always there. I mean, look, Venus, with her health issues, made it to the second week at, yeah. at, at the French Open. You know, side note, the interesting thing, this is anecdotal, but Ruga Rutsa in an interview said that she watches both of them. 
Because normally you just hear people talk about Serena, 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 you know, and rightfully so. Um, but Serena's a great all-time great in her own right, even though she's had the issues. You mean Venus. Venus, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Even though she's had the issues over the late, the last, what, half decade, maybe five to seven years, it hasn't been, yeah. she hasn't been at that level. And remember, but, before it was diagnosed, she didn't know what, was, what the problem was. Right, mm-hmm. right. But it, 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 it's, it, it meant something to me hearing her say both of them. That's someone yeah. whose the lights are on there, right? With oh, the look, yeah. this was no fluke. And right. you can actually see it in her game, the yes. influence of each. Exactly. Yeah. That's a great call, Scout. Excellent. I do also want to mention, just because in the last episode I didn't get to it, the second serve. Everybody look. Yeah. You want to look at anything in tennis to see what uh-huh. the deciding factor is the second serve, how how you return it, and how many for the server, how many of them or your percentage of win winning, your win percentage for right. second serve. On both sides, men and women. Very important. Take a look at what's going on okay also, that was the problem yeah. with Djokovic early on yes mm-hmm. it's, it's it's something that's often overlooked I believe in tennis coverage and on a side note I just want to give a shout out to the tennis channels coverage oh my goodness uh, they Lindsay, were great folks Lindsay Davenport Martina Navratilova or Nav- Navratilova depending right. on how you want to say it Whatever you want to go. those two women Look, I can listen to them all day talk about tennis. Yes, you learn. You learn. Even if you know things, you will continue to learn with them. Um, it, it, it's far superior to. No, let's not say it. But they uh, they do have the they do have the they do have the best coverage. Yes, yes. By, by far, by far. I just wanted uh, to yeah. say that leading into what you said about the second serve, those are the kinds of things that need to be, I think, talked about more. Yeah. Within matches. I think that's something that's so important, and I'm glad you brought it up um, because it jogged my memory. Very important. Yes, sir. And if you do have the Tennis Channel, everyone, they do replay the matches with Mm. their own coverage. So we would highly suggest that if you want to learn something while you're watching, uh, that's the best place to go, especially for the casual fan. They do a great job of communicating that. All right, so we will come back to tennis for Wimbledon for the Olympics. All right, now <laughs> let's go to another sport that'll be at the Summer Olympics, basketball. Uh, before we dive into the finals, we'll save that for later. Jeff Hornacek was named the new head coach of the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, he was sitting there with Phil Jackson, who's his coaching idol, along with Red Auerbach. So he says. They've won, and he hasn't. Uh, Yeah, so he says. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that he's going to, you know, be a good fit with Carmelo and Porzingis and uh, all of the other guys there? Let me me read to you their roster last year. I thought it was kind of funny. Aaron Aflalo, Lou Amundsen, Carmelo, of course, Jose Calderon, Clee Anthony Early, Langston Galloway, Jerlyn Grant, Robin Lopez, Kyle O'Quinn, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, as I said, mm. Evan Serafin, Lance Thomas, Sasha Vujacic, or Vujacic, <laughs> who don't know how to, how to say his name, Derek <laughs> Williams, and Tony Ro- Roten. Yeah. Um, the next situation is a strange one because of Phil Jackson's specter looming at all times. And because of that, the triangle looms as an offense. Uh, does it? That's the. I think that is the question here. My problem. Let me. Since you brought it up, I'm so glad you did. My problem with the triangle right now is 
Tex Winter was the architect of the triangle. He's the creator. And he was Phil Jackson's uh, assistant coach for much of his time coaching. Um, so without Tex coaching in this league in particular, can you install the triangle and thrive? I don't know. And if you could, wouldn't Phil just get his big seat again and go be the head coach again? What Don't you think? Isn't there a reason why he's not a head coach? He's a shrewd man. The roster. Uh-huh, the roster. And I think the game. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah, question the is, can you install this offense? Do you have the personnel to do it? The game is a mess right now with respect to that. Um, yeah. And, you know, there was some talk about will they go into the, the heavy screen rolling motion systems that you're seeing um, yeah, I think that's where Jeff Hornacek wants to go. There's talk of they want to lure a an elite point guard, I guess. How whatever, how do you feel about how do you feel about that word, elite? Um, you know, I know Tony Roten um, had a promising start to his career in Philadelphia. Came off of it's all coming off of a severe knee injury, I believe now. So oh, he's bad. not really the answer, I, you know. I wasn't in love with him in the first place, but they're looking. Point is, they're looking to lure a point guard. You're not going to lure. Was his knee injury as bad as um as as Curry's? Uh, (laughs) You throw me off track with that. (laughs) You throw me off track. We'll get to that. Um, The point. I mean, you know, their GM thought that Curry might it might be it for him with that injury. That's what he said. You know, he thought he would have been out for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I'm really not. I don't, look, that Golden State situation. Yeah. Unless I, I mean, oh, I'm trolling. Yeah, I'm trolling. From top to bottom with those lunatics. We can talk about that in a few minutes. Yes, sir. Um, so you're saying Roten is really not the answer. He's looking. No, 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 no. Yeah. Even healthy, I don't think he is. So they but want there, to There's guard. not a lot of inventory for these elite point guards for him to get. Well, you have what you have guys like um, I think Rondo's available if you want to you know kind of play with fire there. Um, <laughs> what do you mean by that? Play with fire? Well, with Rondo. Rondo's an interesting dude. Yeah, he don't you know he and Russi they're very similar. They don't well, want to hear. I mean, mentally, attitude wise. Yeah, but I think Russell's a little more under control within his team. I think I don't think look Rondo. Will stir it up and get in the fights with his teammates. We're talking about that. Oh kind of yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, look, don't get me wrong. I, I love Rondo. Well, Rondo goes, look, yeah. I'm a champion. He just doesn't care. Yeah, yeah he doesn't care. I my right. But when I say he doesn't care, he will also project that onto his team. He will, yeah, well, his teammates in that way too. I think Russell's a little different in that way. Mm-hmm. I think he will destroy anyone outside of that circle. Yes, sir. Beyond normal arguing that human beings do. I'm yeah. not. I'm talking about you know Rondo takes it to another level. So, um, but you yeah, know, Hornacek is no stranger to arguments with. Uh, not. Yeah. And we have Mike Connolly. Conley. Conley, yes. We know where the Connolly thing comes from. That's an inside joke here. We're not going to yeah, talk about Yeah, you're thinking of Jennifer Connolly. Nah, right. Don't do Don't Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> we love Jennifer Connolly, though. We do. Yes, we do, but th- that was an inside joke we've had. We're not going to go into <laughs> But Mike Conley is available. I'm not sure what his status is as far as being a free agent. I don't know if he's restricted, unrestricted, et cetera, et cetera. They're looking to trade him. I don't know. I'm not going to look right now, but I know he's guard. You think he's elite? Again, well, what system are you playing in? Yeah. 
if you put him in a certain system, does he then become elite stat-wise? Because that's how everyone looks at things. We know which system you're thinking about. Yes, remember, he played for the Memphis Grizzlies, who are a (laughs) slow-down, slow uh, uh, low, whatever the word you want to call but it. I'm confused. Team. Yeah, okay. but you know, I'm, co- I'm confused, Scout, because Hornacek was also talking about playing in a half-court set and then, you know, mixing it up with, you know, transition game. Yeah, that's a traditional basketball game. I mean, what, that's a traditional offense. I don't know what that means. That's all speak talk right now. We don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, it's going to depend on the personnel. No point guard worth their salt is going to play in the system that doesn't include multiple screen rolls so they can look good. It's not going to happen. So do you think that he's going to be the fit for the Knicks? Do you think this is going to last? I mean, Rampus is out. No. Okay. Uh, Moving on. Uh, (laughs) I don't. Uh, someone who works at the front office of the Golden State Warriors came to LeBron James' defense, and his name is Jerry West. The he great still Jerry works West. for them? Yep. Oh. Um, he sure does. Uh, now, he has a, a autobiography, I believe, coming out. I don't know if it's out or not. Maybe it is. Yep, and LeBron's reading it. And, uh, you know, he and LeBron do communicate. LeBron reached out to him when he started losing in the finals. Um, so all of that's there. So Jerry West, let me just read some of these quotes because I find them interesting. Uh, He said, uh, in regards to the media criticizing LeBron, that's the most ridiculous thing. If I were him, frankly, I'd probably want to strangle you guys, okay? No, it's ridiculous. He carried teams on his shoulders. They've been in the final six straight times. How many times have they been the favorite? None. Zero, okay? Grossly unfair to him. Uh, First of all, wait a minute, though, Jerry. Mr. Logo. They've been the favorites when he was on the Heat. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> he conveniently forgot those. Yeah, start making confused. But I guess they won those. So no, they lost the first one. They did the lose Mavericks. the first. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. they did. True, that's true. And no, I want to go back in the media. Who was choosing the Mavericks? Please, it was <laughs> right. It was the three. It was not eight and all that other stuff we got. So let's not go through there because we have moved forward with LeBron. That's right. Okay. But if you want to go back in the past, hold on. Let me keep reading, though, before you jump in. Quote, it's hard for me to believe that someone doesn't recognize his greatness. It's hard for me to believe. This guy does everything. He's like a Swiss army knife. He does everything, and he's competitive as hell. And frankly, I wish people would leave him alone. Unquote. Mm -hmm. Now, remember, Mr. West... Um, lost eight times in the final and finals and won once. Go ahead. Okay. As you know, I've been kind of working on this theory about respecting people. Yes. It's way too much. Inspired by Birdman? No, not respect with a K. (laughs) Oh, with a T. Okay. T, yes. The official kind of respect. (laughs) Um, Respect. This is something that came to me. I was watching the Drew League documentary on Showtime. If anyone hasn't seen that, please run. It, it's it's a wonderful watch. Yeah, um, and you can basketball. you can access that via their app, by the way. Yeah. Right. And just watching these guys show up and play in circumstances where they have everything to lose and very little to gain. We're talking about guys like James Harden, DeMar DeRozan. Now, they, they grew up in the area where the Drew is, but they still go back now. And tell us friends. what that is. So you're talking about them going essentially back home to play. Back home to play. Summer League. Summer League ball. You know, and, and, and when you guys see the documentary, you'll see the litany of people that came through. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh-oh. Um, and played at the Drew. Um, but I got thinking about... Before you go into that, because this is important, 
what the significance of that is for them to go back, play the summer league, mm-hmm. um, you know, in California, Drew League, inner city, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, we have Rucker Park out here in New York. Park, right, right. Where they go back and play in these leagues. It's it's a they love the game. Yeah. And, and it's, that's yeah, it's not about it's not about right. necessarily stats and winning all the time. Right. It's just that we are basketball players. We love playing the game. Yeah. Right. And they're willing to go and may and, and put their reps on the line. Oh. Right. Because people are gonna come after you. Put his rep on the line. Right. I mean, and, his and, rep is on the line. Yes. And it's guys that are maligned and beat up by the media. We talk about the media all the time, and also is beat up. And also, I mean, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm going to circle back. Yes, and sir. also by these bandwagon fans out here. Or as, as social media calls them, bandwagons. Bandwagons, yes. Yeah. Literal wagon. Right, <laughs> right. And and James Harden is, is, is really someone I really had to think of. He really struck, you know, it hit home with me, the way people make jokes about him. And it doesn't mean he's perfect and doesn't have flaws, but this guy is yeah, he a very flaws. good basketball player. Of Mark course he is. Very good basketball player. And he's playing with Dwight Howard. He needs a, an award for that. Well, yeah, that's another co- – well, we had that conversation. We, we sure did. That. But the point is this. Moving back to LeBron. Mm-hmm. The king. The king, yes. Pass, 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 pass. The thing about him is he, he wants to be on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Right. He has put himself in certain positions, I believe, on purpose. He's very conscious and calculating with what he does. Within, when we talk about the NBA, he, the Miami move. Yeah. And right. here's where Jerry West is talking about he's competitive as hell. That's this is book. what I'm getting to. Oh, come on. Right. The Miami move. Um, the whole thing, you know, the whole. My, the, first of all, the Miami move, the opening sequence or whatever you want to call that, that that performance they had, the not one, not two thing. We have that. And it kind of, it's always some nonsense nonsense to me that comes along with him. Let me tell you something else. He's in the Eastern Conference on purpose. Because mm. it's a weaker conference. I think he sees a clear path to the finals. And then a clear path to a loss. I mean. <laughs> right. But see, the thing is, if I can get to the finals. Then they'll blame everybody else. Right. I think I've I've said before, I think he's a second round out if he plays in the Western Conference. Unless he's on a super team. Maybe that's why I say, like, I look at how people look at Kevin Durant versus how they look at LeBron. Kevin Durant's far and away the better player than me. But because he hasn't been in the finals, he doesn't have those accolades when we look at him how he many times the finals once but, yeah you know people say oh he's been like jerry west he's been to the finals six straight times i mean look man okay the level or the level he wants to be on the position he's buying for in the history of the game yeah okay that's not good enough and all the people that are on that level have been criticized to death before they got there you know who we're talking about yeah yes i do and plus heaven forbid kobe had a finals record like that yeah, or even Jordan before even he became Michael Jordan, right? Or, yeah, before he became the Jordan that they act like they own. No, y'all were criticizing him. We remember we were conscious and watching the game. We talk about this all the time, all the right. time. Y'all, so Jerry West can save like a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jerry West can save it. And okay. the two wins, the two wins were with the three. Yeah, he's he, look. He's way too calculated. He carries everybody. He carried champion Dwayne Wade. With yeah. Dwayne Wade to get, get your blanking head in the game. Okay, 
I don't know who's carrying whom. And 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 you know, now we're gonna get the blame Kyrie, blame Kevin exactly. uh, uh bandwagon going. So let's go right into the NBA finals. The Golden State Warriors are proving that they are the team for this league. Uh we've said it ad nauseum. Mm-hmm. Uh no, it is not just Steph Curry. Sorry. It's <laughs> and you talk about putting respect on yeah. it with a T, putting the T on respect. Yeah. Let's all do that in regards to the Golden State Warriors. You have Iguodala, you have Draymond Green, you have Clay Thompson mm-hmm. and others. I mean, Livingston in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, y'all, uh, Draymond Green tonight in the mm-hmm. game two. Uh, the Splash Brothers are not carrying them, okay, offensively. Nope. Uh, Clay Thompson does his thing on the defensive end, um, and Curry gets to float around. Uh, there you go. So, you know, they're just getting exposed because the Cleveland Cavaliers can't figure out how to score. And if you can't figure out how to score, you're going to lose against the Golden State Warriors. You can slow them down only so much. Mm-hmm. Only so much. Um, early on in this game, too, Scout, they were doing wonderful things, I thought, on the defensive end. Uh, but they were keeping up with them scoring-wise. And we and we saw how it got out of hand when that stopped happening. Um, I also asked, would the big three on the Cavaliers be able to score 20, 20, and 20? It ain't happening so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all of this spells doom for them. And it looks like the, this will be the Cinderella season for the Warriors. Um, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I don't know what Kevin Love's problem is. Well, he did get knocked on the head today, and they... Uh, He's always hurt, man. And then in the second half, he was dizzy. Yeah. So they had to put him through the um, concussion protocol, just so everybody knows. Something's always wrong. So he just is unreliable, okay? I don't care whose fault it is. The well, dude's you, always hurt. Well, you have a theory that maybe they're better without him against maybe the Warriors. Oh, you mean as far as how they, they slowed them down last year? Yeah, uh, until Kyrie was injured and left. Yeah, in the finals last year. As far as the Cavaliers, it's too much LeBron James. Thank you. Okay, I'll, so you have to think about him. We talk about it all the time. He is not a scorer. I know he's had games and seasons where he scored points, but it again, we talk about the regular season versus the playoffs, but I can prep for you. Yeah. Okay, and also he has even regressed with his shooting. And just getting to the rim in the half-court set, it really is embarrassing, uh, some of those plays for him. Uh, you know, when you can't dribble and you have a balance problem, I'm sorry, but I'm just being really honest right now. Um, you know, bad things can happen. I mean, Clay Thompson had him on the baseline for a drive, and, you know, the ball just went out of bounds because he doesn't know what to do. Uh the thing is, if you want to funnel your offense through him, good luck. Like, all y'all want to talk about how he carries his teammates, whatever. Give the ball to Kyrie Irving. He's the point guard. Like, I'm tired of it. LeBron James is not Magic Johnson. No. Kyrie's out of rhythm. So all y'all don't want to blame him. That's what I'm saying. He's a point guard without the He's ball. He's got an off guard. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Give him the ball. LeBron, yes, can LeBron set up a few plays? Of course. But he should not be the main playmaker in that offense and I think that also affects Kevin Love in a way let the point guard be the point guard and LeBron go learn how to dribble and play with your back to the basket go back to Akeem Olajuwon and get some more moves okay I'm just tired of it look the reason the Cavaliers are losing is the Cavaliers 
Like, I'm tired of this. Is this a team sport or not? Go ahead. Well, you know, he put, again, we said that he plays basketball like it's football. You know, it's either put your head down and barrel right, put your head down and barrel left, or just go straight through someone. Um, again, look, you have to understand, he's coming off of, when they set screens, he's coming off of those screens cleanly. He has a 14, 17 to 14 to 17 footer every time that he yeah. does not take because he has no confidence in it and he got no game in that area. It doesn't exist. So what does he do? He goes straight for the rim and barrels in the defenders, which turn, which has been turning into either one, a turnover, yeah. or two, a charge, which is also a turnover, yeah. or a wild shot. It's just a bad <laughs> outcome for the majority of the time, for the majority of the possessions. Or travel that they don't call. A negative. It's something negative happens because he's not willing to take the shot that's presented. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. I mean, you know, LeBron is who he is. I, I just never mind. I'm not even going there. Stop blaming the rest of them. That's my point. Treat him like you treated every. We talked about this with Steph Curry too, and all these players y'all want to anoint. Yes, and put crowns on. Treat them the same way you treated those great players in the past when you rode them. Can you imagine if Jordan or Kobe uh, were in six finals and only won two of them? The blame game. I mean, ridiculous. Look, John Legend. John Legend recorded the song. Everybody, they could just play that as a track. I and mean, remember, let's play it. That creates pressure on a player. Yeah. So, like Steph Curry, for instance, plays with no pressure because there's no consequences for his poor play. Right. He can go out there and shoot because you know, you know, when the game's in doubt, he tends to fall back a little bit. It is interesting. Got, yeah. Then when he get kind of a seven, eight point lead, you know, he's trying to jack up threes. Now the thing is, in this series. It's harder for him because they're switching LeBron on him sometimes. Yeah. And LeBron, now LeBron as a defensive player, when his mind, is, when he really wants to defend, there you have an elite player on that side. Oh, yeah, because all of his talents and skills really work well when he focuses on the yes. defensive end. Yes. Right. So, and when he switches on Steph Curry, first of all, he looks like he's kind of fed up with all the Steph Curry stuff when he does it. You know, Everybody is. Yeah, there's some, some, some fire breathing when he does. And Steph Curry cannot do his little... The dribble game with him, it does not work. Well, it's like um, it's like uh, the 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 B song, the classical music song. That's that's oh, the flight of the bumblebee. Yeah, it's like let me just you know go around this one spot until I get free and then take the shot. I mean, we've talked about it. Um, now he shot uh, well tonight, seven out of eleven. Steph Curry but, did, yeah, yeah, but it's still the volume isn't there because he's not able to free himself as easily against this team. And also they're devoting attention to him. Shocker. Yeah. Same thing with Thompson, you know, and and the thing is when, when Curry, you know, they talked about that wonderful overtime when he came back from his knee injury and, you know, how wonderful that was. And uh, everyone wants to forget what Clay Thompson did, how he kept them in games, how he brought them back in games constantly throughout this playoffs. The disrespect is real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When when the game when they're in trouble, it's Clay Thompson drags them out of it. It's so interesting how this happening. I will, and I'm going to end on this note. I'm really interested to see because you know I guess we're saying that the Warriors will definitely win this. All indications say that. I'll be interested to see who the media uh, chooses as the Finals MVP. It's yeah, very well, interesting. Well, you know, it's, it, the further the series goes along, and, and, and it, if they're able to go and win and it's 3-0, Steph Curry then becomes more dangerous because it's less pressure. I'm telling you. 
So the question is, is it going to be like last year when he did the same thing? Are they going to ignore that and say, hey, we're going to reward someone that that played big when it mattered more, like they did with Iguodala last year? Yeah. Or are we going to keep this train going with our love, irrational love for Steph Curry, who, again, is a terrific player, great shooter all time. Terrific shooter. He's a t- I'm going to say he's a terrific player. He doesn't play defense. I'm sorry. He does not play defense. Well, we're not going to we're not going to legislate. We're not going to get into that tonight. <laughs> but the idea and this media's the media's wholehearted attempt along with the bandwagons to make him into this great player is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if they really want to put a bow on this and give him finals MVP. Why not? You know, also, we cannot forget the stat geeks who are trying to take over sports at large. I think it's some kind of revenge thing from being, you know, the, you know, uh, the guys that didn't play in school. You know, that whole story yeah. about the jocks versus the, you know, get out of here. I'm tired of your, your, your stats. It's ridiculous. Look, the stat is only as good as the person using it. Next. Well, it's just like with LeBron, and I'll end with this. It's like, if you look at his stats, and this has been throughout his career, he's a stat maven. You know, everything looks good, but when you watch him play, don't look so good. Well, his stats didn't look that good tonight, unfortunately. For but the- he played worse even than they looked tonight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was uh, a disaster. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Curry had uh, a bunch of rebounds tonight. There you go. <laughs> yeah, well... I don't know if they still if they do anything with rebounding as far as breaking it down as far as traffic rebounds and putting it's just again in a game full of three point chuckers they're going to be more long caroms so you're going to see point guard rebounding probably rise also um, also uh, Bogut had five blocks and a lot of those blocks led to Curry rebounds aha Um, so (laughs) yeah just ending here. Are you calling a sweep? It does Cleveland have no? Nah, yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to go with the brooms. Um, Cleveland likes losing at home in the finals anyway. <laughs> you know they're very good at that. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna pull a broom out. Oh, okay. So um, we. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I don't see a way to a win for them. Okay, we're gonna see because in our next episode. They're having a serious problem. One thing, too, they're having a serious problem with um, Harrison Barnes. They are. Harrison Barnes is really coming in and and giving timely buckets, doing wonderful things. I mean, that that team is just a great team. And they're exploiting a matchup. And Mm -hmm. this, I'm assuming, is going to, you know, we've been hard on Steve Kerr, but um, they're exploiting a matchup with his strength because they're putting him in the post a lot. Yes. When Kyrie's on him and things like that because they're trying to, I I don't know if they have a guy outside of putting LeBron on him. Mm Mm-hmm that could do anything about that. You know, it, Earl ain't going to do nothing. I don't even And it's, it's hard so. because it, you can't guard all of the work. Right. You can't, right. Like Draymond Green goes off tonight. It's just like you can't get to right. all of them. But I do want to give the mm-hmm. coaching staff credit for apparently recognizing something with Harrison Barnes because he's been, I mean, they're having to double him. And Livingston, we know, yeah. um, this has been a problem. So just, you know, okay. got to give credit. Again, we're trying to respect people here. Even I'm trying to improve there. Oh, we completely respect them. That's right. We just don't, you know, 
tell fairy tales. No, exactly. Honest. You're right, yeah. Jerry West. We don't tell fairy tales. Yeah, we sure don't. Um, now, we will see whether what you just said is a fairy tale or not regarding the sweep uh, when we come back. Because when we come back to this next episode, Scout, this finals better be over. You said so. Uh, look at see what he does to me, folks. <laughs> he knows um, I'm reluctant to give predictions. Then he does this to me. You are. Oh, we're just having fun with you and everybody. Mm-hmm. You continue to have fun this week. Continue to enjoy our guest, the finals. I mean, it is a slaughterhouse so far. Uh, and we will catch the bandwagons. You. Love it. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, why are you saying this to me right now? We, we're ending the episode right here, everybody. <laughs> my head pops off. So have a great week, and we will catch you next time. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.